to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 56. Uh, let's talk about these patch notes. This is PTS version 7.1.0. It's called Waking Flame. This is the third installment of the Gates of Oblivion uh, sort of year-long schedule of content. It's a two-dungeon pack. Uh, the dungeons are, are called Red Petal Bastion in Glenumbra, and then there's the Dread Cellar located in Blackwood. I do have to say, I got to jump in here. This is this is the first time in my memory that I can actually remember being excited, like really excited for the intriguing story possibility of dungeons coming out. Both of these kind of backgrounds to these stories of these dungeons, it really intrigues me. I haven't really looked into it. Have you? Or have you like read a description yeah, or something? Yeah. So, so the red petal, the red petal bastion is a. Uh, there's the knights of the rose. Apparently, they're like the knights of Wayrest. Like they, their history is they were like the the force for the king of Wayrest, and they were his like special knights. And apparently, they were very anti-Daedric, and then all of a sudden they started using Daedric stuff, and they became corrupt. And so this dungeon is like you going to see, like, what happened. Or uh-huh. at least that's what I read about it. And the Dread okay. Cellar is apparently where the, you know, the Empire, it's like where they put all of their people they imprisoned there. It's Australia. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> Australia of ESO. And so you're going to figure out like what kind of people, what kind of stuff they put in their uh, okay. dungeons, essentially, which both seem kind of intriguing stories to me. Like I like the idea of a like this really honorable knighthood knight group that something corrupted them, and so they went downhill. And then I like the idea of trying to figure out what the heck somebody like as powerful as the Empire, you know, put in their in their dungeon. I bet that dread cellar. There's probably some. Uh disturbing imagery oh in there, you know I'm there's guessing. some weird stuff yeah. down there <laughs> more torture devices and stuff they uh, gave um previews for these if you go to twitch.tv slash bethesda uh they did a live stream a week or so ago where they don't play through it they don't show any mechanics or anything but they just kind of chit chat and uh show you what stuff looks like and talk about the vibe and some some of the lore and stuff like that so uh, if you want to get a preview of that, uh, you can do that. Uh, you can check that out, or you can just log into PTS and just start running those dungeons right now With uh, if you can get some people together. Um, just like with a normal dungeon pack, you get the usual stuff. You can earn body markings, mementos, titles, housing items, and of course, <laughs> a bunch of new armor sets. What are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm laughing about... I'm sorry, it always makes me mad. Are, are titles the least exciting thing, like reward in the game? There's like a couple of titles that I would like to have, but the only desirable ones are it's like such outlandish achievements that I'm never <laughs> going to even try. I just feel like you can't even see people's names half the time to see what a title. I'm trying to think of like a title I've seen on a player that I thought, wow, that's a really cool title. The only one that comes to mind is Battleground Butcher because I have it on like all the characters. There's, I think you can earn a title of Witch, which I would like to get. <clears throat> I think you have to do like those special... Like a holiday thing. or something. Yeah, some holiday thing. Okay. Uh, it'd be cool to get the the witch one, but uh, yeah, mementos <laughs> are dumb too because you actually have to like, yeah, yeah, you actually have to like quick slot them for them to even be useful or at all. Although there are some, I have a, I have one memento that the animation lasts like two minutes, 
and your character can just go on and do whatever they want to do while it's happening. Like if there was more like that, that would be cool because it adds a cool like visual flavor to your character while you're just hanging out or whatever. That's that's a good point. Mementos are like almost really cool. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, if it's just one where you like stand there and do an animation and then it's over, I don't like that. But there's one that's like you you activate it and it makes these like glowing green leaves just swirl all around you, and then you can go and do a boss fight or whatever, and it just it continues. That is cool, um, but for the, like two the, minutes. You make a great point. The fact that you have to slot them, like quick slot them, is it just makes them not usable. I mean, there's so many other like actually important things you have to quick slot that quick slotting a memento just almost doesn't make sense. Yeah, mementos are dumb. Um, <laughs> but what's not dumb are armor sets. So let's Ooh, talk about yeah. the armor sets. <laughs> Great um, segue. <laughs> thank you, Nate. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the Dread Cellar. Uh, the light armor set in there is called Scorion's Feast. It gives you a line of max magicka, magicka recovery, and weapon and spell damage. And remember that, uh, that it gives you weapon and spell damage. That's going to be a theme throughout all of these. And really kind of a theme for this update uh yeah. just about any offensive stats that are being given you're getting both um stamina and magicka stats so that's pretty cool um five piece bonus when you deal damage with a fully charged heavy attack you gain an imbued aura for 10 seconds uh, and that grants you and three group members 307 magicka and stamina recovery it has a 20 second cooldown so 10 second duration 20 second cooldown but if you do a fully charged heavy attack while the imbued aura is active, uh, you consume that aura and gain an overflow aura for 10 seconds. So another 10 second duration. Um, and that turns that 307 recovery into 307 weapon and spell damage. So my first thought was like, well, you could just do like two back to back heavy attacks and get, just get straight to the damage. You could do that, but because of the 20 second cooldown, you're, the best possible case scenario, you're going to have a 50% uptime on that damage anyway. So you may as well just let that, yep. that recovery time happen, you know, um, just so you're getting some benefit out of it. seems like maybe an okay set for a healer, but honestly, I'm not super excited about this one. Yeah, I, this one was a struggle for me because it seems like, uh, especially with my Magpilar Davius build right now, where he's all about giving buffs. It seems like this would be the perfect set for him, but it just doesn't excite me enough right now for with what it does for me to want to use it, which is kind of, I don't know, it's it, it's kind of surprising to me because it is a Magicka set, but, you know, if I was to swap it, he does Spell Power Cure and Powerful Assault, but to me, I, I don't think I could replace Powerful Assault with this because Powerful Assault is so much easier to keep up. I can do 100% uptime. And this is the exact same weapon damage. Now, you do get the recovery, but recovery is just just not as valuable nowadays. Yeah, that's what I think. And so I think that's a struggle. I, I, I wish it gave a bigger weapon and spell damage buff. I think that's what I would like to see from it. Yeah, I think in both PvE and PvP... There's not a huge need for recovery buffs right now. Like recovery is kind of easy to come by. Um, so yeah, just having just having a fifty percent uptime on that damage, which is the only thing people are going to care about. I think uh, if it was more damage, it would make it worth it. But I don't know if that three hundred seven basically is just giving you 
a 50% uptime on an additional Giuliano's bonus. You know, I don't, doesn't seem super enticing to me. Maybe, maybe there's something for it in PVE where if you have like a trial group that's already has, you know, powerful assault on a group member and another group member has this and it's just stacking them. Maybe there's something there for it, but yeah, maybe, maybe so. But, uh, let's move on. Uh, rush of agony is the medium armor set. You get stamina recovery, weapon and spell damage, uh, and offensive penetration, both kinds. Um, and then for the five piece, when you deal uh, direct damage with uh, a gap closer or a pull ability, uh, you pull enemies within 10 meters to you. Uh, after two seconds, deal physical damage in a seven meter AOE, and it has an eight second cooldown. Here's the kicker the pull <laughs> will not apply crowd control immunity, it breaks the CC immunity rules. That's pretty wild. How do you feel about that one, man? I've been thinking about this one. I want to hear your thoughts, though. My initial thought is what, you know, we we do PvP mostly in Battlegrounds mostly when it comes to PvP. What happens when there's six of these in a Battleground? Yeah, that's... I mean, are we just getting yo-yoed around the entire match? I mean... Surely they'll at least make the set itself apply its own temporary immunity. I, I mean, I, you would have to think, but, right? But that's but that's CC immunity. Is there going to be a separate CC immunity just for this set? Yeah, you're right. Like, what if you and I team up? We both uh-huh. put this set on, and we just want to troll everyone, and we just <laughs> just pull them back and forth, and we just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't imagine that that's going to be allowed <laughs> to be the case. It just seemed, I did read that if you have CC immunity, it what this set does. Uh, the respect you having right. CC immunity, so will you? But if if a team has this and they're not, they're purposely not doing abilities that's going to give you CC immunity, they can just pull you. I mean, think about a four, like think about a, a pre-made four group that has this, and they just tell themselves, "Hey, don't throw any CC immunity on these guys, and we'll just bounce them around between us." Oh yeah, or. Um... Even like not even trying to troll like that, just being strategic and like trying to wipe teams. Yeah. You know, you could have someone charge into the team with, say, like Stampede. Uh, it's going to pull everyone into them and they're not CC immune. So now you can, uh, you know, maybe have the remote totem, the Necromancer remote totem there to, to now fear them all or just have a Nightblade to just cast fear on them all. Uh, so they're all pulled in. Then they get stunned. Now all four of your team members just alt dump them while they're all gathered together and stunned. You know, it's going to be real easy to land a coordinated alt dump if you have somebody with this set and you're all on comms and you're ready for it. Yeah. Or, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but think about if you're getting yo-yoed and somebody throws, you know, the Jesus beam on you. We'll, we'll talk about some updates to the to the Jesus beam. Yeah. But that's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of opportunities for some real trolly, real kind of toxic gameplay. They say that they felt like it needed that CC immunity thing because they thought the set was too weak without it. But there's got to be like a million other things they could try <laughs> to to beef it up a little bit. Um, I really hope. I mean, we got a long ways to go before yeah. this thing goes live. I really hope they keep looking at that. That seems like it could be a real pain to have in the environment. Yeah, I think this is one that after some testing uh, in PTS, they'll see they'll see some pretty wild situations that hopefully will cause them to to make some slight changes. 
I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the forum rants about this set. I, I have to I have to think there's some incoming rants. Grab your popcorn, go read the forums about this set right here. Um, the heavy set is called Crimson Oaths Rive. R I V E gives you a line of armor, a line of max health, another line of armor, and then the five piece. When you use an ability that applies a major or minor buff to yourself or an ally. Send a wave of energy that reduces the armor of nearby enemies within 12 meters by 3541 for 15 seconds. And that can happen every 12 seconds, but it only happens if an enemy is within range. So you don't waste a cooldown, which is really cool. That's an awesome add-in for this set. Grizzly Khan says this is going to go on his tank. This is going to go, I think this is going to go on my Magcrow yep. uh, Despair. It has to, right? That, I mean, that's that's the first thing I think of when I see the set is your Magcrow Despair. It is the Defile debuff type of build type of set. Uh, it's perfect for that. Yeah, I think, I think this is going to go on a lot of people's builds. It's easy to proc. It's just when you apply a major or minor buff to yourself or an ally, so you cast your, ar- your armor buff, uh, and then this thing procs. It's an easy 100% uptime. Uh, and I think it's just, I think the tooltip is just the right amount, reduces their armor mm-hmm. by 3541. That's basically, uh, equivalent to like what the Spriggan or Spinner, uh, five piece bonus gives you for, for penetration. So, uh, if you're applying, like you're in a battleground and you apply to the, you apply this debuff to all the enemies around you, then you're essentially giving all of your allies, the Spinner and Spriggan five piece bonus on top of whatever else they have going on in their builds. Yeah, that's a great point. This this is one of those, you know, just talking strictly from a BG perspective here, a Battleground perspective. This is one of those sets that is going to be one of those underappreciated sets that in the sense that it will not show up in the score sheets, but it will massively benefit your team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just the fact that it's so easy to use. It's a big area, permanent uptime. It'll be really popular. The thing that gives me pause about Crimson Oath is that uh, it's a heavy armor set, and there's another new set that I want to use on my Magcro, and it's also a heavy armor set. And I'm typically kind of averse to making heavy armor builds, but if I if I want to do this thing, then I'll have no other choice. So we'll see join if I might actually end up making a heavy armor build. You got to join the club. Join the heavy armor club. It's a great club. This might. It might happen. Um the monster set uh, is called Magma Incarnate. Um, the the One Piece gives you Magicka and Stamina Recovery. That's unique. It's pretty cool. You know, we're in a meta now where uh, One Piece monster sets are more common than Two Piece monster sets. So having that as an option is pretty cool, I think. Yeah, that's a, that's a really nice uh, add-in for something that doesn't exist right now. Uh, the Two Piece, when you heal yourself or a group member with a single target heal ability... Grant the lowest health group member minor courage and minor resolve for 10 seconds. So that's a damage and resistance buff. Uh, After 10 seconds, uh, Daedric energy will then bounce to nearby group members up to three times, applying those same buffs, minor courage and minor resolve for another 10 seconds. Uh, And then it has a 15 second cooldown. So if my calculations are correct, I think everyone's going to basically have a 10 second uptime and then five seconds of downtime on those, those two buffs. Which is really not bad. I I honestly, when I read this set, I think that this becomes, um, at least in my personal opinion, this becomes a really popular monster set for uh, support builds. Uh, yeah, it seems you know, like fitting for a healer, for sure. Well, it just seems like, you know, with, with the healer monster sets right now, 
you know, you have to really worry with the changes. You have to really worry about your spell damage. Uh, and this is a really nice option for support builds that don't have a lot of spell damage to really give, um, you know, good support for the team still. I, I really would love to find a way to put this on Davius. Uh, I don't think I'll find, I don't think I'll have a way to do it, but you know, he's, he's all about kind of providing the buffs for the teams. Um, yeah, it seems like a great support set. Um, those are really, um, rare buffs, um, mm-hmm. minor courage, minor resolve. There's very few sources of those. So if that's like important for a group to have, then that's an easy way to have a pretty good uptime on those. Um, all right, so that's that. Uh, the Red Petal Bastion, the other dungeon. So the Light Armor set, uh, and, uh, and that dungeon is called Thundercaller. Um, you get offensive penetration, weapon and spell damage, another line of weapon and spell damage, and then uh, dealing damage with a fully charged heavy attack calls a bolt of lightning at your target, uh, dealing shock damage and leaving a 4-meter crater at their location for 6 seconds. Uh, and that crater deals shock damage each se- each second, has a 12-second cooldown. Um, so basically a 50% uptime on that dot damage, which is kind of like Grothdar. It has a 50% uptime, but then it has that initial burst damage when you complete that heavy attack. Um, so probably more mostly fitting for PvE environments, although if that initial uh, heavy attack um, burst is uh, is pretty strong, I could see some people using it in PvP as well. Yeah, in PvP, that four meter seems really small for the crater to, to really do anything with. Yeah, and like for like a ground effect, people are just going to walk right around it. Yeah, and, and, and we've said this before in past episodes, but uh, we're just, and I'm just not crazy about heavy attack Brock sets. I don't like doing a fully charged heavy attack to, to get things yeah gone. it's it's not exciting for you and me but i can tell you heavy attack builds are kind of back there's there's yeah, quite a few people running heavy attack builds so i there. could see this maybe be enticing for some of those uh for some of those players uh it could also pair really well with a like a vatishran two-hander on the back bar which is not super uncommon for magicka builds to use and you could have that charged up uh do a heavy attack proc both of those if you're like a a warden or a necromancer you could have sub assault or blast bones timed up with it as well um, and an ultimate it could be a really powerful combo if that's if that ends up being a fairly strong proc one thing that stood out to me and i, I could be completely wrong about this but i feel like it's not super common to have offensive penetration for the two-piece bonus yeah that's true that's so, true it could, it could make a lot of value just for the just for the two yeah piece. i could see a lot of people just pulling it as a two-piece set to kind of as a filler just to get extra penetration yeah i could see that um so that seems all right honestly i'm not i don't expect that one to be like super popular to be quite honest but uh it seems like sorry fly <laughs> i got him uh <laughs> it seems like one that maybe some people will use but i doubt we see a lot of it yeah now I think we will see quite a bit of this next one. Oh man, this is my favorite one. This is uh, this is a Davius set if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Named after our, our very own Grizzly Khan, this one's called a Grizzly Gourmet. <laughs> a medium armor set called a Grizzly Gourmet. It gives you maximum stamina, weapon and spell damage, and offensive penetration. Uh, the five piece you get an extra five twenty six max stamina, and then. Dealing damage with a light attack grants you a stack of Baker's Delight for five seconds. 
Um, when you gain three stacks, you create a sweet roll next to your target for five seconds. Uh, if you or an ally touches the sweet roll, both you and your ally gain one of the following effects. Uh, those effects are restore 1593 health, magicka, and stamina, gain empower for 10 seconds, or gain major force for 10 seconds. Uh, and the effect has a two second cooldown, so you could theoretically summon a sweet roll every two seconds, but since it you have to get three stacks from light attacks. It's really going to be every three seconds, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I tested this out on PTS. Um, it seems like a really good set. So when you touch the sweet roll, it is consumed right away, but the buffs that it gives you persist, and they and they can be active at the same time. So three seconds later, get another sweet roll, get another buff. So as time goes on, you really just have all of them all the time. Um, and so a permanent uptime on Empower and Major Force, I feel like that's incredibly valuable. Um, and the the Restore, re- restoring 1593 Health, Magicka, and Stamina, if that happens once every 10 seconds, that's like equivalent to 318 Magicka, Stamina, and Health Recovery, which is pretty uh, significant. So that seems actually as goofy and silly as it is. If you're summoning these sweet rolls, it's called uh, Grizzly Gourmet. It's like you're getting these stacks of Baker's Delight. It's a goofy theme very to set, goofy but, it, set, but it's yeah. actually very powerful, I think. I can see this for for when I first read this, I see this as being a great option for a werewolf. And like you said, I think it's good for a lot of builds. But to me, it just seems really great on a werewolf type of build. I could see that. Uh, and then you can maybe actually take advantage of that uh, two-second cooldown as well. Um, it seems like something actually a lot of... I think this is actually going to be a really popular, really yeah. widely used set. I mean, just the theme of it is going to make it really popular, and the fact that it actually is seems to be pretty good. Dr. Professor's asking what the RNG is on the buffs. I was not able to really figure that out. I don't know if it cycles through them in the same order every time or if it's just totally random each time i'm not sure Hmm. but even if it's just totally random i think on average you're gonna have pretty close to a 100 percent uptime on that empower and major force i mean if it if every three seconds you have another chance to refresh that duration i think you're gonna have a really good uptime on those either way Um, and this is really cool too because obviously it's great if you're giving yourself all those buffs but you can give uh, you know, it can be a kind of a team buff set as well. Oh yeah, totally. And it's one, it's like kind of a way of supporting your team, but probably it would be worn by a DPS. Yeah. I would think. Cause it's giving, cause those giving, it gives those buffs to the wearer, which those buffs wouldn't be very useful on a healer. Yeah, exactly. Our doctor professor says he loves the idea of a giant sweet roll just floating there in the middle of the battle. Yeah, it just pops up on the ground right next to whoever you <laughs> you're fighting, and it's just sitting there. And it's it's a pretty good size. I mean, you definitely see it. It's uh, it's it's like shiny, and it, you you see it for sure. Uh, so it's cool. I think you know you there's that baker's costume, and you can get that Cadwell's like. Uh, arms pack where you're like you have like rolling pins and spatulas and all that stuff you could really role play this thing all the way if you want to Um, you gotta if you're going that you gotta throw this on with the cold harbor's favorite set and just really go full 
It's a little Cadwell mode. What what me and you like to call the yakety yak type of build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. The yakety sack song. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have to take just a moment and let my dog out to pee because she's a little puppy and her little bladder just can't wait that long. <laughs> it's about to burst. <laughs> set with this set on a werewolf to me just seems that's an that's a that's a nasty combo right there you're just gonna be you know you know making your light attacks faster getting the stacks faster it would make an extra good use out of that permanent empower as well 40 percent extra damage on your light attacks for yep. a werewolf oh yeah yep. So keep an eye out for that one. We're going to be sweet, seeing sweet rolls all over the place. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> hilarious and awesome. I can't wait. Um, the heavy armor set is called Silver Rose Vigil. Uh, it gives you max stamina, max health, max stamina. The five piece um, blocking an attack grants you a stack of Realm Shaper for 15 seconds. Uh, when you reach three stacks, you consume them and launch uh, necrotic energy at your attacker, dealing magic damage and applying major maim for 12 seconds. Uh, and then once you fire the necrotic energy, uh, then a 12 second cooldown begins at that time. And the damage scales off of your max health. So block an attack. Uh, you gain this realm shaker uh, stack for 15 seconds. Once you get three stacks, you block three attacks, get three stacks, and then it launches this energy thing at them and gives them major maim, reduces their damage done by 10 per- 10% for 12 seconds. I think this is probably going to be a very popular dueling set. That's I think that's going to be the primary application for this set. I could see it being that. I could I could see this being a pretty good PVE tank set. Yeah. I could see that too if uh, if Major Mame isn't already present. I'm not sure how common that debuff is in groups. I'm, I'm really not sure. Yeah, I think the part to me that stands out to see why I could see it on PV tanks is it it's and it just depends on the group you have, but it's it could create an option where I mean depending on what the damage is, but the fact that the damage scales off max health, uh, you know that offers yeah you know, creates an opportunity where you have some tanks with some pretty crazy max health that maybe they could really. Uh, help out dps quite a bit i I can certainly see that i I think i'm seeing this being used in pvp probably primarily particularly in duels like in duels like in dueling guilds where like everyone is really really good at dueling things get distilled down into the meta very very quickly and it's all just a numbers game like if you have two people facing off and they're of equal skill and everything else it's really just a matter of how many buffs and debuffs do I have versus how many buffs and debuffs do you have and what and what are the uptimes? And that's you can basically just do a mathematical equation to figure out who's going to win that duel most a lot of the time. Um, having uh, a really, really high uptime on major maim, like if if you have major maim on you and your attacker doesn't in a, in a duel like that, you probably are gonna are gonna lose. Just having that 10%, you know, disadvantage. Uh, you're probably just going to lose. So I think I, I don't. I don't think major maim is that easy to come by with that kind of really high uptime like that. So I'm thinking like in dueling tournaments, this is either going to be mandatory or banned. Probably yeah. banned. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, that's 100 percent uptime on major maim. Well, you'd have to regain those stacks, so well, it, it yeah, lasts 12 true. seconds. That's true. That's true. Uh, so 
there'll be a, there'll be some downtime, but it'll be real easy to to get it back. You just you go on defense for a few seconds, and then and then you're good. Um, so probably popular in dueling. Probably you'll I'm I'm sure we'll see people use it in like all kinds of PvP modes, but that'll probably be the place where it's it's really popular until it gets banned. Like half the things in this game are banned in, in dueling <laughs> tournaments. Um, the monster set is called Prior Theoric. Uh, it gives you 129 weapon and spell damage, and then the two-piece two, two piece bonus, dealing direct damage with uh, an AoE ability, creates a 6-meter shadowy whirlwind below your enemy for 7 seconds. Enemies within the whirlwind take uh, physical damage each second uh, and increases their damage taken from your AoE abilities by 5%. Uh, and it has a 15 second cooldown. So seven second uptime, 15 second, uh, 15 second cooldown. So um, I tested this. Uh, if you're wondering, the, uh, the whirlwind shows it below uh, your enemy, uh, and it stays on the ground. So your enemy can move out of it if they want to. Um, so it's probably mostly going to be useful in PVE. Probably on a Stamplar. It's going to be yeah, or just a Templar, right? Because you know it's weapon and spell damage. Oh yeah. I think the reason I say uh, stamina Templar specifically is because it deals physical damage. So it's a stamina damage yeah, type. True. So like your CP and everything will go with that. Um, I don't think I don't see that being uh, extremely popular unless they kind of tweak some of those uptimes and stuff. It seems like a pretty low downtime. Um, well, who knows if it's pretty good damage? It may be worth it. Five percent. I wonder if they'll raise that to like eight percent or something. Yeah, get a little more little more punch out of it yeah uh long way to go before it goes live so that's all the new sets um so uh we'll move on and talk about some of the changes happening just in the base game whoa 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 i feel like I, we, we gotta we gotta talk about what's your what's oh. your favorite named set favorite name let me look through them all here uh so we had scorion's feast rush of agony crimson oaths rive magma incarnate Thundercaller. Oh, it's Grizzly Gourmet. Yeah, That's the best I knew one. the answer, but I had to double check. I mean, I knew what it was, but, you know, maybe Grizzly you Gourmet in honor of Grizzly Con. It's got to be the uh, favorite. It's got to be. The most odd one to me is the prior Theoric Monster Mask, but surely that's just named straight after somebody, right? Yeah, I got to imagine once we do these dungeons, we'll know exactly what that name's all about. But it does sound weird, and it does not roll <laughs> off the tongue at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, as far as so that's yeah, that's a cool name. As far as one that I'm most looking forward to, probably that Crimson Oaths Rive, that heavy that heavy armor set that uh, reduces everyone's uh, armor. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's that's the one that it's going to end up right on on your your mag your macro. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be really awesome. That's going to be good. Okay, so that's all the the new dungeon sets. A um, bunch of base game changes. A whole bunch of base game changes happening. So whether you buy this DLC or not, everything from here on out uh, will apply to you anyway. Um, so one thing: non-CP Cyrodiil campaigns will now be no proc Cyrodiil campaigns. In addition to being no CP, so it's no CP and no proc. Uh, serial campaigns. The CP enabled campaigns, you can use proc sets there, but if you if you go to the no CP, there's no procs. They updated the list of sets that will work and will not work. They've kind of uh, reclassified a bunch of them, so a lot of sets that didn't work during the no proc test, they, some of them actually will work for this. 
Um, so you might take a look at the notes and, uh, and check that out if you're curious about that. Uh, Volendrum, the hammer, will also be disabled in NoCP slash NoProc Cyrodiil. Um, and there's no mention of this being a test. Uh, yeah. they just, they they just say, this is what we're doing when this update goes live. They don't say that it's a test. They don't say that, that it's for a limited period of time or anything like that. It's just happening. Here's, here's the thing. I, I love this idea because there were so many people that loved the no proc yeah. Cyrodiil and I, and Imperial city. So I love the idea that they're like, all right, you loved it. Here's your new home. And they're dispersing the traffic, you know, and the, the amount of people that are in the, you know, um, that's the word I'm looking for, the, the population in these campaigns. They're kind of dispersing that out. You know, if you liked the no proc, you're going to go here. Here's the problem, though. Anybody that's gone into these, the reason why the no CPs pop is so low is because the NPCs are a disaster to deal with if you don't have CP. They're a yeah. nightmare to deal with. And, and, while this is great and it creates a lot of fun, it's that problem still is going to persist. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it's Imperial City as well. No CP, Cyrodiil, and Imperial City uh, will be no proc. And you're totally right. In particular, in Imperial City, uh, it, it can be a slog. But in Cyrodiil too, like you go try to take a resource, those guards are tough if you don't have yeah. champion points. Yeah, and then in Imperial City, you try to take out a banner boss with no CP, man. Oh yeah, that's. Maybe one of the hardest things to do in the game is go like <laughs> go do like a middle fight in the in the middle of the sewers or something with, yep. in, in no CP. That's tough. Yep. Um, so that's cool. I I like that they're trying this. Um, yeah. I, I think they might have to tweak it around a little bit, um, but I think just about unanimously, right? Like the Cyrodiil players were really enjoying the no proc mm-hmm. situation. Um, so I, I like that they they listen to that. They're trying to cater to those players somewhat. They're at least trying. We'll see how, yeah. how it pans out. Yeah, I, I like I said, I love the idea. They just need to nerf those NPCs. They got to give them those no CP NPCs a nerf. <laughs> yeah, rebalance those dudes for, for no CP. Um, so I know we just got done talking about a bunch of new armor sets, but there are some some more new armor sets added to the base game. These are sets that you can get from uh, Rewards from the Worthy. Uh, three is, new Rewards for the Worthy sets. Yeah, this is big time. We need more of this. I mean, this is kind of... It re- kind of reminds me of the new monster sets in Imperial City that they just kind of announced. Yeah. It's kind of that same idea. They're giving some some extra love uh, for PvP players right now. Now, yeah. the one thing I'll say is, is that they're, they're throwing some PvP players love. Now, now we need those new battleground maps. That's that's the next thing they got to throw our way. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be nice, and maybe some new game modes too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, these sets, I think all three of these are, are really good. Um, the first one is a light armor set called Dark Convergence. It gives you max magicka, offensive penetration, weapon and spell damage. Uh, and then the five piece casting abilities that leave an effect on the ground will create. Uh, an area that applies a 30% snare, pulls enemies every two seconds, and stuns them for one second. Uh, Then, uh, after four seconds, uh, the area deals magic damage to all enemies in the area uh, and additional damage to enemies within three meters of the center, uh, and and the damage is increased by 10% for each target that it hits. 20 second cooldown. 
So there's a lot was a going novel. on there. <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Uh, yeah, the devs say basically the the point of this uh, set is to be a Zerg buster. Like they just want it to be used for killing large groups of players. That players. That's the point of it. It's interesting to me that they and you know that'll be kind of a theme with these sets going forward, but. Uh, that they're targeting the Zerg Buster theme so much that they're really wanting these uh, single-player grenades to go off in, in the middle of these uh, Zergs that are forming up. Yeah, like more bombing options. Yeah. And I, I know it's something that like serial players are often asking for, like solutions for, for dealing with Zergs and stuff, so it, it seems cool. Um, I did test this out. The uh, When it procs the visual effect... I'll tell you exactly what the visual effect is. It's the Templar's uh, Nova Ultimate. Okay. It's that it's that exact animation, but it's purple instead of yellow, and they've kind of changed the particle effects a little bit. It looks really cool, but it's exactly that animation, just you know, changed. Hey, I'll um, take that. That's a that's a really cool animation. That uh, and and the fact seeing a purple I, that that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's not like just purple. It's also like they've they've definitely like tweaked it and it looks really neat um and uh so when it's a weird one to kind of understand when you're reading the description here so that 30 percent snare of course it applies to everyone right away if they're standing in that aoe um it pulls enemies every two seconds but it does respect cc immunity rules so it pulls you once you're cc immune now it's not going to just keep pulling you over and over again um you do get stunned after that that pull, it's like pull, then you're stunned, but it's a one-second stun. It really feels more like a stagger than a stun. Like you don't even have time to try to break free because you're you're already free from it by the time yeah. you you even try. Yeah, um, I mean it's it seems exactly I mean there's a lot going on, but it does seem exactly kind of what they said. It's kind of the Zerg Buster. It it holds you there for just just a split second, but you know, that, that increasing the damage by 10% for each target, you throw that in a big group and they're all kind of forced to stay there for just a little bit to have that hit, hit them, you know, 10% for each target. That is, that can be massive. Yeah. It, uh, the damage hits after a four second delay, but like, let's say you get pulled and then you get stunned for a second. So now you have two seconds to get out of there before the damage happens. I think that seems fair. That seems fair to me. Yeah. I mean, it, Certain people are going to be able to get out, probably in the edges, but a lot of people, two seconds is not a lot of reaction times to completely disengage from a, st- a fight and just start bailing, you know. It can yeah. happen, but it's going to hit a lot of people. The medium armor set is kind of similar, a similar idea. It's called Plague Break. Uh, you get offensive penetration and two lines of weapon and spell damage. Uh, and then the five piece dealing direct damage to an enemy turns them into a plague carrier for 10 seconds. Uh, and that deals disease damage uh, over the duration. So it's like a dot that you put on them. Um, now, if the plague is removed early, if they cleanse it, uh, then it explodes, damaging enemies within an eight meter radius. Uh, and the explosion deals additional 10% damage per enemy hit. Uh, and has a 10 second cooldown. So similar kind of idea to the first one, except except this one is sticky. Uh, it sticks to a player, and if they try to cleanse it, or if someone cleanses it off of them for them, which can happen, then it sets off this bomb. This one, this one to me seems even better. <laughs> this one's like a psychological game, you know? Yeah. Like, 
Like don't, don't on my cleanse. Templar, <laughs> on my Templar, I never think twice about cleansing. Oh, I got something on me. Cleanse. Just don't but, even think yeah. about it. And for your teammates, let me cleanse that for you. You know, just let me. You know, just you're just constantly. Or think about like, think how much of a disaster this is for a warden. They're getting yeah. auto cleansed. They're getting auto cleansed. There's nothing they can do about it. You You're right a, about that. You have that. a warden in the group. This thing, uh, you you do you hate the warden in your group. If if somebody if an opponent has this, I didn't even think about wardens. They can't stop it from getting cleansed. You, there's nothing you can do. Huh. Uh, so it's it. I, I like this. So I think this one's even better Zerg, as a Zerg Buster than the last one. I think they're both good, and I think they'll both be used for exactly that design. But this one seems even uh, even scarier. Uh, the other thing about this one is, again, uh, two-piece offensive penetration. Um, yeah. I feel like that that's, that's really nice. The kind of, if you're looking for extra penetration, uh, it adds some more kind of diversity in order to, to have a couple pieces just to get that extra offensive penetration. Yeah, even the two, through two, three, and four piece bonus is just a bunch of offensive stats. If you just want yep. that, and, and maybe instead of the five piece, you just do Malakath, and that's your five piece setup. It's great. You know, that that's wouldn't be bad setup. at all. Yep. Yeah. Um, so two cool sets in a row. And then this one here, this one's actually the one that everyone's hype about. I love the name of this one too. It's, it's, I, I understand that it's named after like frost damage, but it's just, it's just, cool. uh, they knew what they were doing. It's they called, knew what they were doing. it's called Rothgar's chill. <laughs> it's a heavy armor set. This is seriously, this is the one that I'm really excited about. And, it's the one that like people are talking about the most by far, I would say, as far as I'm, yeah. what I'm seeing online. Heavy armor set, it gives you a line of maximum health, uh, a line of armor, and then a line of offensive penetration. Uh, the five-piece bonus, stunning or immobilizing an enemy, applies the chilled status effect and deals 26% of their total physical and spell resistance as frost damage in an eight-meter radius. And it has a seven-second cooldown. So uh, 26% of their total physical and spell resistance. That means you take their physical resistance and you take their spell resistance, you add them together, and that combined total, that's you're going you're gonna to deal 20%, 26% of that as damage. So, so for example, if they have 25k resistance, uh, physical resistance and 25k spell resistance, that totals to 50k total resistance points which means this thing is going to hit for 13,000 damage. Of course, they'll mitigate that with their armor and stuff, but tooltip-wise, that'll be 13,000 damage against that target. But the the unique part about that is the more, you know, well, armor would do it, but the, you know, the tanky they are, the more damage it's going to deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's also nice, too, because it's a proc, but it's not based on your offensive stats. It's based on your enemy's stats. So you can... You know, you can kind of cheese that. You don't necessarily have to have really amazing stats to get a lot out of this uh, this set here. Plus, just automatically applying the chilled status effect very easily. It has a really low cooldown, seven seconds. Every every seven seconds, this thing can proc for potentially uh, a lot of damage. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people hype about this. A lot of people are, are really um, looking forward to frost mage builds and we'll talk about some other stuff that is really really going to enable those kinds of builds it will something in my throat there's f***ing another fly jesus christ I've, i haven't seen flies <laughs> in my house until uh, today and now there's like a thousand of them that's what's happening is you swallowed one it's taking your voice out they're just everywhere <laughs> 
easy to proc, stunning or immobilizing an enemy. So if you're a warden, you have Arctic Blast. That's just automatically stunning everyone around you all the time. So this is just getting procced automatically all the time. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Professor Scrollin, the Fly Saga. Yeah. <laughs> we could seriously just cut out everything except me dealing with the fly and probably have a two hour long podcast. <laughs> just you killing flies. So yeah, I mean, no-brainer combine this with the Frostbite set, right? It's automatically given players the chilled status effect, which means uh, Frostbite is going to be doing, what, 4% additional damage to them. If you're holding a Frost Staff, they're also automatically going to be getting Minor Brittle, so you're going to be getting the extra 2% damage against them as well. Uh, so they obviously synergize very perfectly. I think that was 100% intentional on the developer's part. Yeah. What's, what's interesting to this about this set to me is that it's it's fantastic for in a pvp sense it's fantastic for taking out the permablock builds you know that are just constantly you know you can't kill them they're just constantly holding block but at the same time it's great for a permablock build (laughs) it's like wait a minute It, it it kills those builds but it's exactly the best set for those builds it's such a wild uh idea on that for me it's like though this is exactly the set they want because they don't need uh weapon and spell damage because it's it's depending on the permobuck build it, it's kind of a wild uh setup there so i think this is the other set that's going to go on my mag crow yeah. um so that one that we were talking about before that reduces people's uh, resistance, uh, and then this one here. Um, a macro uses a frost staff with wall of frost, so that, that immobilizes people constantly. Plus I have the remote totem, and that that's uh, stun. That counts as a stun. So real easily I'm going to be proccing this thing left and right. Um, but I'm not going to do a frostbite uh, paired with that. I'm going to do that uh, that whatever that other set was called that reduces people's resistance. Can I have um, every armor build. Like I'm going to have a heavy armor build, I think. And I, I've already kind of pieced it together in the build editor. I think I can get it where the stats look the way I like them to look. And I think it's going to be a really good build, actually. Nice. I, I love this uh, this new frost damage we're seeing. My, my favorite set in the game, or favorite named set, I should say, is the is the, the uh, Yzgrimor set. Yzgrimor's Birthright. Yzgrimor's Birthright. It, uh, I think it gives, it's the one that gives frost damage. I think it gives 600 frost damage. Uh, let me. I don't think it's quick. 600. Oh my gosh. It's 400. It's Ugh. 400. Yeah. The, the disrespect to Yzgrimor. <laughs> I am, it's still 400. How could well, this set not get the 600 bucks? It's consistent with the other elemental oh, ones. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the, the one that's like, I think it's called Netch that gives lightning damage. I think it's 400. And uh, the fire one, I forget its name right now, but I think this it's also 400. The, the disrespect yeah. that they throw for Yzgrimor. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so Frost Mages incoming. That's going to... Yep. We're calling it right now. That's going to be happening. the new hotness. Uh, people in Guild Chat were predicting that uh, when we were approaching this last chapter, when Frostbite was going to be coming out, everyone was saying yeah. that was going to happen then, but it didn't really happen. I think it really is going to happen now. And we're not done talking about Frost Mage stuff. There's going to be some more stuff uh, coming up here in just a little bit um, that'll really bring it all together with the with the Destro staff. Yep, um, for sure. 
Dr. Professor asked, is uh, Rewards for the Worthy the only place for those sets? That is true. Yeah, those, those three that we just talked about just come from uh, Rewards for the Worthy, uh, which means they're buying on Equip, so you can buy them from Guild Traders. So yeah. they'll probably be really expensive at first because there's all three great sets. So I think they're going to sell really well. But after a few months, you know, you know how it is with rewards for the worthy. You just you have piles and piles of this stuff after a while. Um, so it'll they'll be real, real easy to get a hold of after a couple of months, I think. Yeah, and I think even the really sought after ones will be not terribly insane. Oh yeah, like look at Deadly Strikes. That's an incredibly uh, popular PvP set, and it's it's not terribly expensive to put that set together at all. Yeah, exactly. So some great sets there. I'm looking forward to those. Um, some updates to combat and abilities. Uh, they've updated um, break free. They say that it should improve response time to breaking free from CC. That sounds awesome because I, just... I frequently <laughs> experience frustration with that. Uh, I just want break free to work when I use it. That's that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> that'd be ideal. If it worked, that, that would be ideal. Um, so hopefully break free feels a little better. It's when they, they made some changes around block several patches ago. And ever yeah. since they like updated how block works, break free just does not work right. Battle Spirit will now reduce players' damage taken by 55% instead of 44%. And remember, we still have the, the 10% base mitigation on top of that. Um, so we'll be a little bit tankier in PvP. Everyone will be. Uh, the dev comment says they uh, basically just want to increase time to kill they want it to take longer to yeah. kill people i think i think we're on different sides of this i i think initially i'm a fan of this you know you'll have to ask me again next episode but i think initially i'm a fan of this i i usually play a little bit tankier style so this seems uh to be my kind of right up my alley but i could i can understand based on your play style while this you're not crazy about this my knee-jerk reaction anytime we're talking about increasing time to kill i'm just like no 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 we can't do that we can't do that it, there might be perfectly great reasons why we need to but it just it's like my instinct is like no i want like fast pace i want people to die quick and people do die quick myself included uh people die quick right now but that's just that's the play style i like man like run and gun it's it's fun i think um non-cp environments are going to feel this the most i think because uh, we're not going to have champion points to to add extra juice to our combos and stuff like that. Uh, Doctor Professor put the Michael Scott no meme in the Discord. <laughs> Perfect, perfectly fitting. Uh, <laughs> probably it'll probably be fine, right? I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good. Davis says it's gonna be great. Ket's a little <laughs> uh, reluctant, um, but I mean, I'll be tankier too. So fine, it's fine. It's everything's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> but, um, I mean, think about that, though. Like, um, there's a popular defensive set called Buffer of the Swift. It gives you 10% damage mitigation against mm -hmm. players. So this is just free Buffer of the Swift that everyone has now. I think so here's, significant. A, here, here's a good example why I'm I'm excited about this. You know, I've talked about this. My my favorite character to play right now is my, uh, my Stam DK. Uh-huh. And I've frequently talked about his struggle right now is that he constantly gets caught up in a, in a struggle of where he doesn't have a lot of range and so and there's a lot of popular range right now where he and in high mmr matches you're just kind of standing there if you if you dive in you get swarmed and so you kind of have to hold back and while you're holding back he's just kind of getting hit 
So the yeah. fact that he's a little bit tankier and I can I can stand there and not and 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 when I'm forced to be that target dummy, I can stand there and not just get instantly get melted right at the start of the match. That's that's what initially comes to my mind why I'm a little bit more excited. He has a little bit more time to get to these range players now. The following so this is what I was mentioning kind of back at the beginning. The following passives and player abilities now grant hybrid stats. Um, so uh, the medium armor agility passive will now give equal weapon and spell damage, not just weapon damage. Uh, the medium armor dexterity passive, uh, they changed it. It now gives critical damage and critical healing done per piece of medium armor rather than weapon critical strike chance. So that's kind of a significant change. It's no longer critical strike chance. It's critical damage and healing done, and it's for both stamina and magicka. Yeah, how about how about the continued focus on diversity builds right here? Oh yeah, they're really they're really heeding the call of players who want to play more and more hybrid builds. Yeah, I think it's a step in the right direction. I oh, love yeah. it personally. And it's not it's they're doing it in, in smart ways where nothing's becoming overpowered, you know, or anything like that. It's just making more options available to people, and I really really like it. And even. I mean, we've said several times, even just since Flames of, of Ambition, just since that patch, there's been so many cool hybrid builds possible, and we're just going further and further down that, that path. Uh, yep. Happy to see it. Um, Templar Balanced Warrior passive now gives uh, just armor, like uh, armor of both types rather than just spell resistance, but it's, it's half the value. Uh, and it also gives uh, weapon and spell damage rather than just weapon damage and, and the full values of those. You have to like this, right? It's going to give your Magplar a little bit more bite, and you're already kind of loving your Magplar right now. Oh, yeah. My Magplar is going to get a little more bite in a couple of ways. That right there, plus uh, some changes happening to Destro Staff. Uh, so yep. he's going to be hitting a bit harder, which everyone's getting more resistance, so maybe he's not going to be hitting harder. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, uh. Werewolf. The Brutal Pounce active ability will now give uh, weapon and spell damage. Uh, the Savage Strength passive now gives uh, weapon and spell damage. Uh, the Light Armor Concentration passive will now give offensive penetration of both types. That's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. That's something that uh, stamina builds lack is penetration. That's something that Magicka builds always kind of have over them. Um so a way to get more offensive penetration on a stamina build, and now it's it's in a situation where it's not totally crazy to think about putting multiple light armor pieces on a stamina build. Yeah, um, I actually am a fan of this because I I like the idea of going more away from the the five you know the five piece of one type of armor the five one you know the five one one or whatnot. Yeah. I like going away from that split where it's a three three. You know, a three-three-one, or a, you know, the big thing that'll I think be a factor is sustain because light armor still only helps you with magic a sustain. Medium armor still only helps yep. helps you with stamina sustain. So I think figuring out what your what kind of sustain you're going to need is going to play a big factor in what what 
weight types you're going to use. But I think that's really the main factor, though. Like everything else, it's kind of like, well, if I want more crit chance, I need more light armor. If I want more crit damage, I need more medium armor. You know, there's those kinds of decisions are coming into play now. Yeah, and that's actually a really good point. In a way, it kind of makes uh, those sustained stats gain a little bit more value. Let's see. The light armor passive Prodigy now gives a critical strike chance for uh, for both types. Uh, the flawless Dawnbreaker Ultimate, the the bonus when you cast that ability, now gives uh, weapon and spell damage instead of just weapon damage. Uh, the Fighter's Guild Slayer passive now gives weapon and spell damage. Uh, the DK scaled armor passive uh, gives flat armor rather than just spell resistance, but it's again half the the value. Um, so there you go. A lot more hybrid uh, yeah. stuff coming our way. I, I got to go back to these werewolf changes. I mean, are we going to see a magical werewolf build now? Is this is this where we're at? Maybe. Why not? It's, I <laughs> I just feel it's like... It's actually kind of terrifying. It is a little terrifying. Vampire is so broken and so bad. Broken werewolf. in a bad way. Like, yeah. Sometimes people exactly. say broken, they mean it's like That's overpowered. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. No, it's bad. It's the real bad. The original version of bad. It's so bad that they have just given werewolf magicka and stamina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and it's also interesting too that I mean, forever fighters guild has been stamina based, and 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 you know the mage guild has been magicka based, and they're just blurring those lines even more right they are yeah uh dr professor is asking if the light attacks from werewolf scale off of max stamina i'm really not i bet they do i bet they scale off of stamina offensive stats it depends on the type of damage that they do if it's like physical or bleed damage or something like that then yeah it's uh it's going to be scaling off your stamina and weapon damage so that would be something that yeah would maybe not make them like all the way magicka, um, but definitely gives them reasons to maybe wear more light armor to invest more in magicka, which means they can heal even more yeah. than they already do. Um, you know, maybe not the worst thing in the world. Werewolves, they could use a little bit of a little they bit. They probably of love. need a little bit of buff, just like a <laughs> tiny bit, the tiniest little bit. What next episode we're gonna be like? Nerf werewolves now <laughs> <laughs> i've seen a couple this past week i've seen a couple of werewolves that were a real pain to deal with but you know that's okay once in a while that's you should you should run into them once in a while you know yeah that's that's the perfect place for werewolves to be they're making some changes to stealth basically nightblades are getting buffed i would say i think this mostly amounts to a buff um, but there are a couple of things that could be considered nerfs here um so They've they've updated, they've changed kind of how stealth gets broken and what kinds of abilities can break stealth. Uh, in the notes they say, the only abilities that should remove stealth are AoE, damage, stuns, fears, or immobilizes, uh, as well as reveals. So that's like uh, Inner Light and Camo Hunter, those kind of abilities. Um so anything else is not going to bring them out of out of stealth. So if you're a if you're a nightblade and you're invisible and you run through say like a wall of lightning that's on the ground, you'll take that damage, but you'll still be invisible. So that's kind of cool. Also, dots like sticky dots that are placed on you. Um, if you don't know the way uh, stealth works right now is when you go invisible, if you have a dot on you. Uh, stealth suppresses that dot. That dot does not tick on you as long as you are invisible. So it's 
kind of like having a cleanse. Um, well, that's no longer going to be the case. If someone puts a dot on you and you go invisible, that dot will continue to damage you, but it's not going to pull you out of stealth. You can stay invisible. Um, the way it is right now, if you take damage of any kind, you, you're automatically pulled out of stealth right away. Um, so now it's going to be only AoE direct damage or stuns, fears, and immobilizes. Um, anything else, you, you'll take the damage, but you'll stay invisible. Yeah. I, I think I'm okay with this. I think I like this change. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you'll have to ask me yeah, a couple months from now uh, how annoyed I am by Nightblades <laughs> and PGs. But I, I think I think it's a good thing. I think Nightblades uh, probably need this this slight buff. I think I'm philosophically on board. Like Just making the stealth mechanic behave consistently where you can kind of predict when and where you're going to have success with it with it and when you're not because right now like stealth is kind of buggy and a lot of times it gets broken and it's not clear why like you feel like i should be invisible right now um so i do like that i will tell you the last couple of nights i've done some bgs and I, I was getting real sick of Nightblades. <laughs> we talked a few episodes ago about how Nightblades are in a in a better spot than they've been in a long time, especially in no CP, especially in, in battlegrounds. Uh, Stamblades, I mean, in particular, Oof. Um, they're they're doing really well right now, and I think more and more people are kind of catching on to that. And I'm seeing a lot of Nightblades in battlegrounds these days, good ones, successful ones, uh, and it's frustrating, you know, like if you're if you're up against a team that has three stealth blades, like three good stealthy night blades, it, it can feel like there's not a lot you can do. It's like you're fighting a pack of wolves or something. They're just getting you from all sides and you, you turn to try to face one of them and someone another one's getting you in the back. And Oof. There's also there's also nothing worse than when you're in a BG and you're running with your team and maybe you cast an ability or something so you fall five steps behind and then you get ganked and, then, and it's actually a successful gank and, and it's... Oh. Yeah. So Nightblades, I think, are buffed a bit just because they'll have an easier time staying invisible. The the one nerf there is that um, dots are no longer getting suppressed, so they will continue to take that damage. I think that's that's seems fair. It seems good. We'll see how it goes. I, I don't like buffing Nightblades, and I don't like buffing Sorks, I'll tell you that. Just in general. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those, are the, uh, those are the annoying BG classes. I mean, Because, no, yeah, no. they become popular. They're already, like, so enticing <laughs> to play anyway. Exactly. I'm not trying to throw shade, but those are just the two annoying BG classes. They are the most annoying ones. So the fact that there's going to be a lot more of those, it does, it does cause me some concern. Not looking forward to it. So that's stealth. Um... There's a, a bunch of other ability changes. I'll skip most of them. A lot of it's just kind of fixes and stuff like that. Um, I'm just going to pick out the, the interesting one. The most interesting one to me uh, for Templars is the Backlash ability, a.k.a. Power of the Light or Purifying Light. It's the Templars' main burst ability. Um, so the way that ability works is you tag an enemy with it. It lasts for six seconds. Uh, and then you do as much damage as you as you can during that six seconds, and then Power of the Light explodes uh, and deals 20% of the damage that you dealt during that six-second period. Now it's going to be 50% of the damage that you dealt. Um, so a major, major buff uh, to yeah, that ability. That's big time. 
the devs said they just want this to be stronger in PvP, and that, I think that is deserved. Uh, I use this ability, but there are a lot of Templars that straight don't even bother slotting this on their PvP setups because it, the amount of burst that it delivers compared to, say, like a Sub-Assault or a, uh, a Blast Bones or like a Nightblade's uh, uh, Merciless Resolve, it's, it's nowhere near those abilities. Yeah. Um, so now it's going to be closer to that ballpark, and I think that's going to be really good. <laughs> Listeners didn't think it was possible for Cat to play more Templar, but guess what? <laughs> it's happening. It's happening, people. Um, that that'll be nice because really Templars like their only real damage is just jabs. That's the only yeah, real that's damage true. That I they mean, have. That that is uh, almost all of their damage is their jabs. Or in a, in an ultimate, you know, you can have an ultimate on there to get some damage. Right? Yeah, but like the. The classes I feel like that are the most successful, like getting those kills over and over and over again, are the ones that have that delayed burst to like line yeah. stuff up with. Um, and, and Templars have it too, but uh, it's, just, it's just been kind of weak until now. So that'll be yeah. cool. I think 50% seems good. And that's a major PvE buff for Templars, I would think. Um, the Radiant Oppression ability, aka Jesus Beam. So the. The Execute no longer scales with your current Max Magicka. It now just has a straight 500% Execute <laughs> multiplier, just as your target loses health. It just works like a normal Execute now. That seems like a lot. I've always liked this ability. I just think it's cool looking, but I this is I, I haven't used it in BGs because it kind of... Uh, you know, we, we, we don't... We're not crazy about... Uh, casting abilities like channel time uh, abilities channel time yeah. abilities on on the old scrolling podcast but this has sold it for me i i i'm interested to ask you to see if this is going to convince you to use it but i will probably uh, end up throwing this on my magplar now i'm curious to see if, it, if it's enough to convince you um i don't think so i don't i don't think i can make the bar space for it i can't think of it what i would be willing to to get rid of to to slot it um I, yeah i mean that makes sense it, it's a it's a really good ability there, i mean for the amount of battlegrounds we do i know you can say the same thing as me this is there's a lot of times if this is getting thrown out there if there's a player that's using this this is usually the reason that what's gonna be the thing that kills you yeah i like to see uh soul assault builds and i'm pretty sure there's a there is a set that buffs specifically channel time abilities yep um but uh, yeah, just blast someone with the Soul Assault ultimate, uh, and then when they get into execute range, Jesus beam them. So it's just one beam, then another beam, then they're dead. That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> the beam build. Yeah. Um, the devs say that that should have about the same power potential as it had before, but it's just going to be a lot easier to use. Um, Destro staff. So flame and lightning staves are now going to give. 10% bonus damage to their respective damage types uh, rather than 8%. So fl uh, Flame Staffs give, uh, will now give 10% extra single target damage. Lightning Staffs will now give 10% extra AoE damage. So that's that other uh, buff to my Magplar I was talking about earlier. Lightning Staffs, he's going to get you know 2% more damage. That'll be nice. Yep. Um... They say that they did that to better match the dual wield and two-hander passives to kind of make those closer to each other uh, damage-wise. Uh, the destructive touch ability is now guaranteed to apply the status effect, whichever type you're using, uh, whenever it hits a target. That's pretty cool. Um, 
the Frost version of this ability now deals 80% more damage on its initial hit. And they say they do that to, to make it equal to other ranged spammables. 80%. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of weird because it's like they don't balance this ability as a spammable. It's a different category of ability. But if now if you're if you have a frost staff frost staff equipped, this is a spammable now, uh, which and it's balanced like other spammables. It seems like a strange move since there already is a spammable ability in the Destro Staff skill line. Yeah. Um, but they're really trying to make pure frost builds possible. And they're making the, that a thing for sure. And the the Destro Staff spammable force pulse, it deals frost, shock, and fire damage. So if you really are trying to be truly a pure frost mage, that's that's dealing other damage types, you know, <laughs> so you need something else. Um, so I think that's all it is. They just want uh, a truly pure frost mage to be possible, and this is how they can do it. Um, let's see the destructive clinch morph. Uh, they say that's still going to be tank focused rather than DPS focused, um, and they reduce the cost, and now it applies major maim. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Like you can just spam this ability to give someone permanent major maim. So we were talking yeah. about a set that does that earlier, but if you can just do this by casting an ability at them. Yeah. Cause it's a guaranteed status effect, right? Yeah. And you straight up just reduce their damage right away. So That's that might be wild. an ability that I try to, that I try to kind of find room for on my macro as well. Mm. Just more debuffs. Yep. I mean, you just, I mean, you could throw that into our team. That's interesting. It's interesting that just the Frost version of this ability is so different from the other versions, uh, just depending on what kind of staff you have equipped. It's kind of interesting to me to see a Frost version of an ability be so much better than the other versions of the ability. Because I feel like Frost versions of Destro staff abilities aren't that way, but this one is. Yeah, well, it's like it serves a different function, you know, yeah. like the other two abilities are like... almost like a like, different ability. It is. It is. It's it's a spammable. It's balanced as a spammable. The other two are not. The other two are like utility abilities. You know, it's like a the fire one's a stun. That's how you stun people. The shock one gives you AOE damage. Um, so it's it's interesting, but uh, I'm not complaining about it. I mean, it's a, I think it was a very underused ability for for frost builds. So I don't yeah, think anyone's sure. going to be like complaining about it. Um. And then the actual Destro Staff spammable Force Shock and its morphs, like Force Pulse, uh, they can now be reflected. They couldn't before, apparently. Dual Wield, um, the Flurry spammable, the blood, the Bloodthirst morph specifically, uh, it now heals for 33% of the damage done per hit uh, rather than 63% of the final hit. So uh, they say that's overall going to be slightly more healing and more responsive healing. That seems like a, a pretty good change there. Yeah, it's kind of even more so the the poor man's Magpar jabs for a stamina character, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And um, you could put on that uh, Sword Dancer set that buffs your uh, dual wield abilities, and you could put on Deadly Strikes that um, buffs your mm -hmm. channel time abilities by 20%. Uh, use this ability here, it's going to hit for a whole lot of damage and also heal you for a lot. And if you happen to be, say, a, a stamina sorcerer using critical charge, you know, you're going to be healing off of those crits as well. So that that could be a really good situation. 
Yeah. Ring of the Pale Order, if you throw that into the mix as well, Grizzly Khan says. Uh, absolutely. That's just all of the healing based on damage. That could be that could be nice. That's a that's a solo BGQ build if I've ever heard of one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know, because you'll be in a group in Pale Order. You know how that works with groups now. Oh, yeah. I forgot about so, the changes on that. <laughs> that'd be strictly a solo yeah, PvE build in that case if Pale Order's in there. Um, yeah. I forgot about I know. Sad. Gosh. Sad. Um, Fighter's Guild, the skilled tracker passive, now increases your damage with Fighter's Guild abilities by 10%. Uh, and then an additional 10% against player werewolves and vampires. Uh, the way it is right now on live, it's just a flat 20% against any undead Daedra uh, or werewolf, uh, whether it's a player or an NPC. Uh, but it doesn't do anything against someone who isn't an, an undead Daedra or werewolf. So now it's better now. You get 10% against everyone. And then an extra 10% against player werewolves and vampires. So you still get that 20% bonus basically against those ex- the, the exact same people you got it against before in PvP. Right? Yeah, some PvP love here. Better better for PvP. I, I bet there's some PvE players that might be a little mad about this. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it probably you come out ahead in PvE because in PvE... I mean, there are a lot of undead uh, and daedra that you come across, but there's a lot of NPCs that are not those things, you know. So now you at least have 10% against everything all the time. That's true. Maybe Um, it evens out. That that seems good to me. Um, This one's a big deal. The Sejic Order, the Deliberation Passive, it no longer grants major protection. Uh, You remember, major protection was nerfed big time. It used to be like a 30% damage reduction. Now it's a 10% damage reduction. So no longer grants major protection. Uh, instead, now it applies a unique 30% damage reduction. Uh, they say they do that to get this passive's power back to where it was meant to be. So now it has the value of the old major protection, but it's it's unique. So you can stack it with major, minor protection, everything else. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Some real, some real Davius Magpilar love here. Gotta, yeah, gotta go you're going to get some a, use out of that. <laughs> Got to throw a shout out to that uh, that dev that uh, is always paying attention to the Davius Magpilar yeah. build. He's always throwing me some love. Remind, <laughs> yeah. Reminder of what that passive does. Whenever you're channeling a Sigic Order ability, you just you get that uh, that uh, resistance buff. So yeah, you use you use a couple actually. You have meditate. Yep. So meditate. whenever you're using uh, meditate, you'll have thirty percent damage reduction. And then you have that, uh, what's it called? Um, the healing light and heavy attacks. Uh, that's mend a wounds. Question. Mend wounds, thank you. Yeah, mend wounds. <laughs> uh, if you're doing a heavy attack with the mend wounds uh, thing, because, you know, it turns your, your heavy and light attacks into heals, then yep. during that heavy attack, 30% damage reduction. That's pretty nice. That's, you're that's, already, that's bi- already a tanky character. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big, big buff for the Davius build, for sure. And you used to see it all the time. People would uh, get in that meditate and just sit there while people are just banging on them. Uh, and they're restoring all these resources and just not dying. Uh, and you don't really see that a lot anymore, but I think we'll start seeing it again. Yep. Which I actually kind of think that's cool. Like, look looks so cool, like hovering there uh, in that bubble, people trying to kill you and you're just not dying and you're restoring your resources and you jump back in the fight. It, to me, that will always be the coolest looking ability in the game. Oh yeah, and that's uh, I've seen some people that will do that as their like 
victory pose if they beat you like instead of teabagging you they'll just do that uh, for a second and <laughs> oh that's that's, that's cool. next level right there yeah I, I think that's cool um so that's great uh the crushing weapon spammable the that's the stamina morph uh now it it, it no longer gives you 25 percent healing based off of the damage uh it gives you now instead it gives uh your target major breach whenever you hit them for for six seconds um i would say in pve that's a pretty big nerf because in pve the target already has major breach probably from the tank so that's a waste uh, but in PvP, I don't know. It's it's. Do you value the major breach or do you value the twenty percent dam uh, healing off of damage? I think that healing in PvP is probably like negligible. I yeah. I would say. So I think probably that's a good thing for PvP. Bad for PVE. Good for PvP. So that's kind of all the uh, abilities that I wanted to touch on. They changed some others. You know, like like I said, a lot of fixes and some minor refinements. Those are the the ones that kind of stood out. Um, for champion points, we've got three new sub-constellations. I'm not going to get into all the details of these. I'm just going to kind of mention them really quick. One thing I want to mention is that um, all these new stars are slottable, which is a little bit of a bummer, I think, because it's like we're already... We only have four slots, and I already... I have, like, so many stars unlocked that I can't use because I can yeah. only use four at a time, so... It's neat, like these are neat, and there's a lot of flavor with these, but there's a lot of like really kind of core stars that I feel like I have to use that I I think I'm maybe not going to be willing to give those up in order to use these these new ones here. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I, I mean, I 100% agree with you on this. And, you know, we said this last time they kind of added these new slottable abilities. Uh, a really cool idea, really like the flavor with them, but... You just, it doesn't seem viable to take off the 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 stat buff slottables. I think right now everybody's using these max stat buff slottables that are just straight giving max stats. And it seems, it just doesn't seem viable to take those off for these types of slottables. I almost wish that they would make the max stat abilities just passive. And then all of these type abilities, the slottable ones to choose from. And at least that way we're choosing between which one of these that we want to slot or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that I sounds that good. Would... There, we definitely need more passive stars that we can yeah. use. And that make I, I think that makes good sense. All the kind of just basic stat based ones, just making all of those, uh, which a lot of yeah. those are, there are some, there are some passive, some but, passive but... ones that are like that, but yeah, more, we need more of them. So, these new sub-constellations, the first one's called a Wind Chaser. They say that that's focused on movement, um, so you'll get, like, extra movement speed, major expedition after you kill something, uh, health and magic or recovery while you're sprinting, that kind of stuff. Um, the other one's called Survivor's Spite. Uh, they say this one is focused on pushing back, is their wording. Um, so it's stuff like... Um, like whenever you have a negative effect, you can increase your recovery or increase uh, the or decrease the amount of damage that you take per negative effect that you have, uh, or you can get like major protection after breaking CC. So it's all about kind of reacting after you get attacked. Yeah, yeah you're kind of you're kind of uh, getting back to the corner, and this is allow you to to push your way out of that corner. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and then the third constellation is called Walking Fortress. Um, so it's just about being a tank, right? Blocking and shields is what this is all about. So just like increasing your block mitigation, but reducing your speed is what one of the stars can do. Uh, you can restore health while blocking. And there's one that uh, reduces damage taken while blocking with a damage shield active. Um, so just all about tanking there. Really not much else to say about the champion point stuff, right? Like, yeah, cool, fun. Um, you know, I might play around with some of the the wind chaser, the mobility-focused ones. Some of those could be uh, kind of neat. But like we were saying, I don't know if I'm going to be willing to unslot kind of the core, what I would consider to be, like, core stars that I'm using right now. Yeah. Um, making some changes to, the, to some existing sets. Uh, I'm not going to mention all of them because it's actually surprisingly kind of a lengthy list, but most of it is fairly minor stuff. One big one, though, is Pelinal's Aptitude. Uh, and this one's kind of interesting because we've been getting so much um, stuff that's, like, encouraging us to make hybrid builds. And this has always been the hybrid set to use. <laughs> this is the, yeah, this is the set for hybrid builds. And they've, they've totally changed it. So let me just let me just read what it is, and then we'll talk about it. So it no longer causes your weapon and spell damage to, to become the highest of the two values. So like the, the, the thing, the special thing that this set has always done, doesn't do that anymore. Um, now, whenever you kill an enemy, it grants you a damage shield based on your weapon or spell damage. Uh, and it gives you a stack of Wrath of the White Strike for 10 seconds. Um, and you can get 10 stacks max. So uh, what Wrath of the White Strike does is it gives you 100 weapon and spell damage per stack. Uh, so you can get 10 stacks. So that'd be 1,000 weapon and spell damage. That's quite a bit. Um, but it also causes you to take 1% of your max health as Oblivion damage. Uh, every second per stack. So if you have 30k health, that's 300 damage per second, right? Is my math right there? That's per one stack, right? If you have 10 stacks, it'd be 10% of your health. So it'd actually be 3,000. If you have 30k health, it'd be 3,000 health, right? If you have all 10 stacks, am I doing that right? So, okay, yeah, you're right. So 3,000 damage per second, that's actually... That's actually pretty strong, uh, considering that this is oblivion damage. You're not yep, able to mitigate that. You are taking 3,000 damage no matter what. Um, so, a thousand weapon and spell damage, that's the thing, though. If you have a thousand extra weapon and spell damage, like, your vigor can probably outheal that dot pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, what's your, what's your, what's your hot going to look like with that much extra stuff going on? Yeah. Um... So you kind of go into this berserker mode and it, it like eats away at your health. But I bet you, I bet a, a decent player could keep up with that and, and out heal it and be all right. But 3000 oblivion damage is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Here's here's <laughs> here's my well, I'll, I'll let you talk about two, three, four, because then I'm going to go into my my initial crazy thoughts with this with this new set here. I have some thoughts, too. Um, they just they changed the two through four piece bonuses. It's now uh, weapon and spell damage, uh, offensive penetration, and another line of weapon and spell damage. So what do you got, Davies? So here's my thing. Here's here's what I I, I feel like I have to try just because it's gonna be super wacky. Uh, I've been talking about the Thrasian Stranglers mythic of of wanting to try that in a PVE setup. You got to uh, do it. 
uh, you got to put it with this. I mean, if you put Thrasian Strangos with this and you get the kills, you get all, let's say you get all the stacks. It's a lot of stacks. It's a lot of stacks. Uh, Elder stacks online. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You get all your stacks. We're talking about you're getting 2,150 weapon and spell damage, and then you're getting minus 6,000 health, and then you're taking 10% of your health damage per second. Uh But you're talking about a 2,150 weapon and spell damage buff. I mean... Uh, you know, I might have to call it the shooting star build. It just burns real bite and then just burns out. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, maybe you already have 7,000 weapon damage, yeah. you know, like starting a out. Two, a 2150 weapon and spell damage buff. Uh, I just feel like that. I, I have to give this a shot and, and it, it is, you know, it is very PVE focused. I don't think it's not going to work in PVE cause you got to get kills to get those stacks, but I feel like if you can get the, you know, you go through a dungeon or something and get enough kills to get all those stacks up, that's, there's some real uh, DPS potential here with stacking those two, that set with the, with the Thrasian Stranglers. Yeah, I, I definitely see some potential there. I want to see it in action. All right. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I've We're been talking about making that. this PVE DPS, you know, you've talked me into it. This might be, this might be. This, is a, this is a craftable set, but I think it's a nine trait set. I'm not sure, but I think it might be. I don't think I have nine traits. Uh oh. My thing is, is anyone who's using this set currently is just gonna immediately throw it in the trash as soon as this update goes live. Because <laughs> like, what they're using it for, it doesn't do that now. It's a totally different thing. So that's, I feel like that's a bummer, man. I, I don't use it, thankfully, but some people do use this set, and they're just gonna wake up one day and it's a completely different set and they're not going to be able to use it anymore unless they just want to completely reinvent their build entirely. I think that, I think it goes back into what you're saying. I think they're going to continue this change of, of a lot of things are going to give you weapon and spell damage. And maybe that will, so the people that are using this set are already doing hybrid builds and maybe this shift towards more flexibility for hybrid builds will allow those hybrid builds to experiment with sets that will give them more where they're not having to dedicate a five piece set to just get the highest of the two values. Oh yeah. No question. All in all, we have far more hybrid options than we've ever had. Even if you delete Pelinal out of the game, there's way more options to, for, to have effective hybrids uh, than we've had before. So, so yeah, those players that are playing those hybrid builds and are enjoying them, they'll still be able to do that, but they're just going to have to figure out a new build. Yeah, they're going to have to make some changes for sure. So I can understand some people being just kind of being annoyed by that because um, it's such a drastic change. But um, Crusader, another set that's getting changed. This is one that uh, I don't think hardly anyone uses, so uh, I don't... I don't think anyone's going to be mad about this one getting changed. It no longer increases uh, the window of your roll dodge. It like increases the like the dodge window when you do a roll dodge by like 0.3 seconds or something like that. Um, now, whenever you deal direct damage with a gap closer, uh, it grants you a damage shield based on your weapon and spell damage for six seconds. Again, like Pelinal does that as well, right? Was it Pelinal? Yeah, yeah. When you kill someone, you get a damage shield and, and get yeah. those stacks. Damage shields are popular with these changes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, this one, when you uh, deal direct damage with a gap closer, you get a damage shield uh, based on your weapon and spell damage for six seconds. 
and it creates an AoE beneath you for 10 seconds. Uh, the AoE grants uh, group members inside minor courage for 12 seconds, uh, and the duration gets refreshed every 2 seconds. And it has a 20-second 20, 20 cooldown. Um, so 10-second duration, 20-second cooldown for the effect, but that um, that minor courage could potentially last 100% of the time, right? Because that, that duration yeah, is constantly it. getting refreshed. Um so that seems pretty good. Uh, Minor Courage is not like the easiest buff to get. So an easy way yeah. to get give it to everyone like that seems all right. Yeah, I, I think it's better. I mean, I think this set's definitely better. I think it's very um, PvE focused. But I think, I think that, you know, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, where maybe in a trial group that... Uh, this set gets thrown on a character just to get that minor curvature buff uh, real yeah. easily. I think it gives it to a trial group really, really well. I don't think it's, and you know, I'm no expert on PvE. I don't think it's enough to throw on like a four man dungeon PvE group. I don't think it makes enough sense there. But I could very much see this as if you're trying to put together a perfect, well oiled machine trial group and you're trying to get all these buffs, uh, somebody in that group throwing this on there. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's an easy way to give everybody minor courage. I think everybody staying in, in, in the AOE ability gets it real easily. Uh, I could see if you're trying to maximize the buffs for the entire group, I think this makes sense uh, for that purpose. Where before, I don't know anybody who was using this set. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. Like, it Definitely the chances of someone actually equipping this set are greatly increased with this, this change yes. here. Whether it's super popular or not i don't know but i bet at least someone will use it once in a while um it's completely different it used to just be totally selfish it's just about your roll dodge now it's a support set basically yeah um uh, celine's monster set um it's no longer coded as a pet they have weird wording for it but my deciphering i think it basically is just no longer considered a pet which means uh sets like necropotence aren't going to buff it that's all it means uh, is still, I think, essentially is going to work and function the same way as always. Um, Sithis's touch no longer. Ooh, this, this is set. probably the the biggest buff. Like as it far as like how how much the set sucks to where it is now, probably the biggest uh, buff in the this whole. This set patch. should have been untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> What'd they do to my poor Sithis touch? Uh, so, oh, Sithis Touch, it no longer grants you major berserk whenever you kill an enemy with the Blade of Woe. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, this set now grants 5% movement speed for 30 seconds whenever you kill an enemy. Stacks up to 20 times, so you could have up to a 100% movement speed increase. Uh, and then it grants you invisibility for 3 seconds when you when you kill someone. That's a, a lot more useful. Again... I don't think it's going to be the most popular set in the world, but certainly an improvement over the current version. I'm pretty sure that this set went from a 0%, maybe a 0.1% equip to... Uh, I think a lot of people are going to use this set now. I, I personally will get a set of this. Uh, this is going to be what I use for resource gathering on characters. Oh, really? Uh, it is. It just seems perfect for me on that. It's You know, you're running around, you kill kind of overland... Um, enemies uh, you get those stacks up and you're just kind of running around and uh, you got 
crazy movement speed while you're going and, and collecting resources and uh, just kind of kill the enemies in between. And I think it'll uh, greatly kind of increase uh, my efficiency on resource gathering. I can see that for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, kind of like just like these others here, like Crusader, I doubt it's going to be, you know, no one's going to be like breaking the bank to run out and get this thing, but it's certainly going to be used more than it was before. Absolutely. Uh, at least a couple of people like you and some other people like that sort of thing. You can actually use it for something. Whereas, yeah, the way it is right now, <laughs> oh, man. like Dr. It Professor was... says, uh, Dr. Professor, what's the point of playing ESO if he can't blade of woe a trial boss and get that epic buff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's for, It's a role play set only right now. Yeah, and and the funny part, you know, we talked about it when it happened, but when they nerfed Major Berserk, it was just, uh, it's just sad. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, Major like, Berserk's not even a super great buff anymore. Uh, uh, Grizzly Khan says it's uh, now it's good for massacring innocents. Certainly, certainly, uh, that's what I like to do in my free time. Um, Mid-year mayhem is now going to be called White Strakes Mayhem. Um, so I think that's a better name, honestly. I kind of like the way that sounds. And Mid-Year Mayhem happens twice a year, and it's not in the middle of the year, so it makes sense. Um, getting near the end here. Some other miscellaneous stuff. They made some refinements to the ability bar timers. Uh, I've definitely noticed some, um, some inconsistencies there, so I'll be happy to see that. Um, some new performance options for PC players that have uh, like weaker uh, processors. Um, so you can look out for that. There's going to be some interaction priority changes, I guess is how they, they worded it. <laughs> so things like uh, if you're trying to collect a resource node and there's an NPC standing around, like what's going to get prioritized so that your character is actually able to do the thing you want to do? They're, they're making some refinements around that. I know now with companions being a popular thing, that's something that's coming up a lot is like you're trying to just do a thing but the only thing the the game will let you do is talk to your companion you know um <laughs> davis we had talked about this before i wonder if this will have any effect on nameplates uh we gotta get these nameplates figured out that like how many times nuts. has this happened you're at the end of a dungeon you just the, the boss is dead on the ground and someone's like hey I'm looking for this piece of gear and you're like, Oh sweet. It's, it's Davius. Who's asking for that in the chat. So which one is Davius? You look around, you can only see the boss's nameplate, even though he's dead on the ground. It like overrides everyone else's nameplate in the room. And that's all you can see. You can aim your cursor dead in the sky and it's going to show you that dead boss. on the. Yeah. You can be facing away from the boss. Doesn't matter. That's what you're going to see. That's, that's what's your, that's the only thing you see. I would like them to, I would like, hopefully this is, it's included in that. They don't say that it is, so I'm not expecting it, but I would love to see them update the priorities with that kind of stuff. Dead NPCs, Nameplates should be very low priority. Alive players, <laughs> that they very should, high priority should be a very high priority. <laughs> uh. um, so we'll see. Uh, now we're getting fancy. We now have a reply button in mail. Twenty twenty one. Finally, we got it. <laughs> reply button in mail. Handful of new collectibles added to the base game. I don't. I don't know if that happens very often. Just some new stuff in the base vanilla game without buying the DLC that you can go and collect some new mementos and stuff. It's kind of neat. 
Um, you can look forward to some new homes and some new furnishings that'll be coming with this update. Um, and otherwise, the only stuff really in the notes besides all that stuff is just the usual slew of fixes and random refinements and stuff like that. Davis, anything we didn't touch on or anything you wanted to touch back on or anything like that? I think we, I think we covered a good amount. I think we got it. Um, emails and shout-outs. Uh, no emails this week. Uh, Shout-out to GrizzlyCon and Dr. Professor for joining us in chat. Uh, oh, yeah, Really, really sure. great fun to have you guys here. Gives us a little bit of pep in our step, I think. Uh, yeah. It makes it a lot more fun for us, uh, and I like just having that extra input and those additional prompts to kind of go off of. It helps move the show along, and it's really, really cool. I always appreciate it. I feel like it very much makes us a little less uh, robotic in a way. Yeah, I think so. It kind of it, it makes the whole thing feel a lot more natural. It makes it easier for us to kind of just get, get into the groove and, and that kind of thing. So um, thank you guys a lot. Um, if, uh, if anyone listening is uh, interested in joining the Discord and perhaps uh, hanging out while we record, uh, you can email us at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know you want to be invited to the Discord. Of course, that doesn't mean you have to join us on the recordings. Uh, you can just hang out in the Discord and enjoy the memes and uh, theorycraft discussions and whatnot. Uh, you can also email us other stuff like suggestions for the show, questions you want to hear us answer. If you want to tell us how cool we are, whatever. It's uh, Any of that stuff goes. Scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Davius. Give us a Stoon's Goons plug. What, what, what do you got? <laughs> Stoon's Goons, best guild. We're having a new requirement. You have to leave all your other guilds to ensure Stoon's Goons is your number one guild on your list. This I like is, that. Uh... <laughs> I like that. If you want to join the Stoon's Goons, s- send me a screenshot of your guild list showing me that you have zero be number guilds. One. Uh, existing members, start making the changes. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Uh, no, it's very important to us. It's an important part here. Stoon uh, really, is- <laughs> really, what the goal for Stoon Skins at this point is to not let Ket talk you into leaving the guild. <laughs> <laughs> Just if you're uh, in, please stay. Don't let Ket talk you into leaving. He's, you know, he's. We're not letting him nearby the door of the guild hall anymore. Uh, we don't ever see people. If he's now, by the door, he talks I will them into say, not coming in. <laughs> I will say I utilize the guild hall almost daily. We got a trial nice. dummy in there. All we got right, a transmute right. station in there. Um, working on getting some uh, what some some kind of crafting stations. We haven't decided which set exactly. Ooh, there's a real dilemma between you know if we get the the stone set in there, of course, or you know maybe a more more usable set. We either some, go with the meme. Say. We either just go with the meme and get Stoons in there, or we go with something actually useful like Heart- Heartland Conqueror. Heartland Conqueror is um, a pretty good one. Maybe we can do both uh, in time. Stoons Goons is the name of the guild. Scrolling podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really just a social guild is the thing. For sure. Once in a while, we'll uh, we'll join up and go do some BGs or maybe run around in Imperial City. Uh, we talk about doing some events once in a while, but maybe, uh, you know, we get some more people in there. We get some more chat activity. We might just, uh, we might just do some of that stuff. Um, what else? What else we got? I think that's it. I think that's a cast. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. 
What? I, I don't think that was a very good ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll catch you next time, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>